Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. We thank God. Today, I am so honored to be in front of such an audience. Honestly, I feel so blessed because I know the servant of God is sensitive to what what happens in the church, in this local assembly. And so if I stand here, I am, I, I'm just grateful to God that God is at work in our midst and that the word that is coming your way is from him and that it will bless you and bring transformation in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. But more so, I am just honored to have Pastor David Oyibo here. Let's give God a big, 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 big hand. Yes. When I saw him with his notebook, I said, Holy Ghost, you got to take over. <laughs> you have to because he is from the living faith mission. The faith is alive and it is working. And he's seated here with a notebook. Holy Ghost, today it got to be yours. <laughs> you have to take over. And I'm so honored to find friendship, any level of friendship, if it is an oil friendship with his precious wife. Mrs. Kemioidufu, I feel so honored she's here. She said, I'll be here. I was actually begging her not to come today, but she said, I'll be here, and I'll be here to hear from God through you. And so, Pastor David, Mommy Kay, we are so honored, and me, myself, I am so honored. We thank God for your lives. And Caris, as a church, we sincerely appreciate your fellowship. We thank God. And I have to say this, but God's servant of the house, we just thank God for his life because he's such a sensitive man. He's a man who, dis- who walks with God and that through him, we are encountering God in diverse ways. This afternoon, I was, I was taking stock of the fact that for 52 weeks, every Sunday that we meet, testimonies are given to God's glory in this house. Every Sunday, there are times we take testimonies on Fridays. Virtually every Friday we take testimonies. And we're not taking just one testimony of something that you wonder, why did this person come up? But tangible proofs that God is at work in our midst. We thank God for your obedience, Pastor David. And we know that God is taking you far in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. When I was coming up, I was told 20 minutes. So I'll go straight to the point. Normally, I don't have much to say, I might want rounding around. So we'll go straight to the point. Um, as we heard from yesterday, that our walk with God is a walk of faith. It would take faith to have anything, any kind of walk, any kind of relationship with God. Because you all bear witness to me that most of us never saw God physically, but we received him. We believed in him. When we heard the word, we believed that this is God, that's where God wants me, and that you receive the word of salvation. And so it has to take faith. Any aspect of our relationship with God will take faith. Other scriptures say that it is, without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
he that comes to God must believe that he is, he is a God and he, is, he diligently he rewards those who diligently seek him. So it's, it's, it is a work of faith. We heard clearly yesterday. And in this season, more so in this season, God, we have pursued God. We have cried on him. We have, some of us have rose. Some of us has, have laid down. We've done all kinds, received all kinds of anointings, all kinds of declarations for 90 days. And we have received the word of God. Some of it's clear rhema to you. You know God is, at, God is speaking to you clearly concerning your tomorrow. Most of us will testify on that. And also when we meet, there's a word of exhortation that comes to us. So the word of God has been coming to us for 90 days. So it's not, it's not an issue of whether the word of God has come or not. It has come. We all testify to that. But at the getting to the end of these 92 days, God is bringing a charge to us that we should walk by faith and not by sight. So all the things that God has said over us, over us as a local church, over us as individuals, his charge to us for these three days is that pursuing me is good, seeking me is good, crying out for me, seeking my word is good. But you would have to walk by faith and not by sight in order for those words to come to pass. Hallelujah. Can you say that I'm walking by faith? I'm not walking by sight. I'm walking by faith. I'm not walking by sight. Yesterday, Pastor David said that, I'll be saying Pastor David, Pastor David, so, but those of us who are here, you know who said which one. <laughs> yes. Pastor David did mention that God's richest potential is deposited in you. This is, this is a huge statement, but it's true. Because it's said in his word, God's richest potential is deposited in you and is deposited in myself here. But also, Pastor David also said that, do you believe this? God's richest potential is deposited in you. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Or you are just stuck in your nine to five, your children, your husband, your little job, your little pay, and that's it. Do you believe that God's richest potential is in you? Let's go to James chapter 1. One, one afternoon I was in, the, in my kitchen and I was listening to Bible on tape. And this scripture came up and it just shook me. Even though I've been praying and seeking God, this scripture gave me a different perspective. James chapter 1. Verse 5, I think it will be only fair to start from verse 5, but my emphasis will be verse 6 to 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not this man, this is where it just messed me up. He said, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Don't think you receive anything from the Lord. Why? He is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Unstable in all his ways. So he said, if you, if you are asking, ask in faith. Do not doubt. If you doubt, you are like the sea with the wind blowing it. You can't hold grab of the sea. 
as the wind tosses it up and down. You can't hold grab of it. That is why it, is, it, is, it, will, it will be against your destiny to be double-minded. Because nothing will be stable in your life. Nothing will be stable in your life. You, it is of a necessity. He said, let this man suppose that, not suppose that he will receive anything from God. God doesn't work with people who are double-minded. He doesn't. He works with people with faith. So he said, if you ask, ask in faith. Just declare that my faith is rising. My faith is coming alive. In Jesus' name. Being double-minded means that you're trying to go two ways at the same time. So you don't have one direction. You're going two ways at the same time. We can all attest to the fact that you can't go north and south at the same time. You virtually mess yourself about. You, you, you wouldn't know what to do. You're going to North London and going to South London at the same time. Well, you'll be going round, roundabout, basically. You will not be able to exit. And that, he also says that you cannot serve two masters. You can't. So it requires that. So that, is, that is the person who is double-minded, trying to serve two masters at the same time, trying to go to the north and the south at the same time. The Bible says that don't think that you receive anything from God. So it's, it's, it's quite, if I bring it to what we are talking about today, it's like walk, trying to walk by faith and also by sight at the same time. Walking by faith, walking by God's word, or walking by sight, walking by the circumstances around you as the winds of life blow. Trying to do the same, do that at the same time, by faith and by sight. Don't think you receive anything from God. So we have gone through 90 days, but God is telling us, giving us a charge that it will take faith. It would be by faith. It wouldn't be by sight. In 2015, the things that we have laid hold on, it will be by faith for that manifestation to come forth in the name of Jesus. And it's coming forth in Jesus' name because your faith is rising. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21. First Kings chapter 18, verse 21. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? How long would you be wavering between faith and sight? How long would you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, follow him. Because it, there's, no, there's no productivity in faltering between two opinions. As I said, you are within a runabout and you are never exiting. Going round, going round, going round on yourself, going nowhere. You've made a decision to go north and go south at the same time. So you're stuck in a runabout. You're not making any movement, not making any progress. How long would you falter between two opinions? You can't serve two masters. You can't walk by faith and walk by sight at the same time. And the choice is quite clear. The teachings that we are receiving is, is actually entreating us to walk by faith. Teaching us to walk by faith. Encouraging us to make the right choice. God's choice, which is walking by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Somebody's, somebody's faith is increasing in the name of Jesus for 2012. Okay, let's pass on to Matthew chapter 14, verse 29. This is very interesting. Matthew 14, 29. I think I'll, from verse 22, Jesus says to his, his disciples, get in the boat and go to the other side. Verse 34, and they arrived at the, the other side. So 22, he said, we are going to the other side. 34, he said, we are at the other side. It was clear. They had gotten to the other side. But between 22 
and 34, some stuff happened. Some were seeing ghosts. The storms were blowing. All kinds of things were happening. But the interesting thing is, Jesus said, we are going to the other side. And they got to the other side. In the name of Jesus. In 2012, it will be your year of getting to the other side. In your financial life, in Jesus' name. In your marital life, you are getting to the other side. In the name of Jesus. This is exciting. When Jesus says it, he means it. And he delivers it. In the name of Jesus, we give him all the praise. But quickly, let's look at verse, um, verse 29 and 28 and 29. And you, you see the difference between walking by faith and walking by sight. Okay, so verse 20, 28, it said, And Peter answered him. So when, he, when Peter saw Jesus on the, on the, walking on the sea, he asked that, Can I come over? So, and, can, and Jesus said, Be of good cheer, I am. He, he said, so he told him. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come on the water. Verse 29, So he said, Come. Jesus gave the word, the come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So at the word of Jesus, he took a step of faith. Jesus said, come. He could have wondered, how am I going to walk on this? I can't see any planks. I can't see any rescue boats. Nothing. No, but Jesus said, come. And he stepped out. And shock, shock, shock. He was walking on water. He was walking on water. That was his reality. He was in the realm of faith. But look at verse 30. And it's interesting. It starts with but. But when he saw walking by sight, when he saw, meaning walking by sight and not walking by faith, based on the word that Jesus said, come. He started on faith. He started in faith. According to the word that come. And he stepped out. And it started being a phenomenon. It was, it was a strange thing for a human being to be walking on water. Verse 30 says, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous. I am sure the wind was already boisterous as he was stepping out. But he started giving consideration to how boisterous the wind was. He started looking at it. Before, I'm sure when Jesus said, come, he was looking at Jesus. He was looking at him. So, as he stepped out, he was just looking at the person, the word that has come forth. So he stepped out in faith, based on his word. And then he started thinking, oh, I am in this. I'm walking on water. Instead of continuing to focus on the word that came and the deliverer of the word, he started walking by sight, looking at the circumstance around him. 2015, you cannot afford to look at the circumstances around you. You cannot. You have to live by the word that has come forth. That is walking by faith and not walking by sight. By the word that has come forth. He was afraid. When he looked at the boy, how boisterous the sea was, it caused fear in him. One day I heard, I was listening to Domi Radio and I heard Bishop Oribepo. He said, I give no regard. This is it. And this is not for some from somebody who is not an intellectual. He's an intellectual. He says, I give no regard to the economic principles of this world. 
every regard to the principles of the word of God. As tangible proofs in our generation, he's one of the greatest men God has raised. And he says, I give no regard to the economy. Because within the economic crunch, people were making, people of faith were rising within the time where we said it's economic down. So it depends on what word you're working with. Absolutely, whether you're walking by faith or you're walking by sight. It is a choice we had yesterday, and we are encouraged to take the choice, make the choice, and take God's, God at his word and walk by faith. And he started sinking. He started sinking. This is the outcome of walking by sight. The man who started walking on the word of God towards the issuer of the word, Jesus, because of the circumstance around him, started sinking. Most of us have received some strange things that is mind-blowing. You've never thought that God will consider you to do such a thing in your generation. You have received such a word. But it will take faith in God that what he has said, he will deliver. It will take that. As soon as you start looking at the circumstance around you, listening to all kinds of voices, looking at how boisterous life can be, that is when you start sinking. You start sinking. So the person was one, once walking on water. Now the water is overcoming the person. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. That will never be your portion in the name of Jesus. So walking in faith is walking in the realm of possible impossibilities. All things are possible to him that believes. All things are possible to him that believes. The person was walking on water is, is an impossibility. But a human being was walking on water because he had faith. The, air, the realm of sight is a realm of sinking. The realm of sight is a realm of sinking. Sight will produce nothing but sinking. It will produce nothing but failure. It will produce nothing but disappointment. You have to make this determination that I will walk by faith and I will not walk by sight. Romans chapter 4 verse 18 well, I'll probably focus on verse 20. And I'm beginning to round up. Romans chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. The scripture says something very interesting there. It talks about the father of faith, Abraham. And it says, even though verse 19 will be really nice to read, but I'll read verse 20. He did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. He did not have a double mind at the promises of God. He did not stagger at the promises of God. He wasn't in between two. He wasn't going north and south at the promise of God. What God said was yea and it was amen. That was it. And how did how do we stagger? The Bible clearly says through unbelief, through doubt, through having double mind. But was strengthened. There is strength in faith. Faith is a force. It will move you from one place to another. It will move you from one place of limitation to a place of impossibility. Faith is a force. You can't do it physically. You can't do it by sight. It will take faith to move you from where you are now, a place where you are not sure what is going to happen, to a place where you are ever confident, ever convinced that God's word will come to pass and you walk in the reality. Your manifestation will show forth in Jesus' name. Amen. But verse 21 says, being fully convinced absolutely convinced, no doubt. Others say fully persuaded. You can't convince me otherwise. That God said it and I know it is. I cannot be, nobody can talk me out of it. 
Nobody can sit and give me a lecture and think, okay, maybe. No. You can't receive. You can't receive. You are being double-minded. No, you can't talk me out of it. I am fully convinced. I am fully persuaded. I have no doubt that what God has said will come to pass. Being fully convinced that what he had promised, he is also. He has the power to perform it. He is able to perform it. He is able. He can do it. He's, he's just able. He, I don't know what will limit him. We sing so much about his greatness. But when it comes to believing what he has said concerning your life, it becomes something else. It becomes something else. We now begin to consider, maybe I should do something else. Maybe I should, maybe I should walk by his side. Maybe I should consider what other people are saying. You may have received the word and it looks like it's tiring. It says, wait. He is able. Be fully, it doesn't matter how long. Be fully convinced that he is able to perform the promises he has given you. God is able. When we talk about he's, he's everything. He's a creator. He, you didn't exist. He brought you into existence. When he brought you into existence, he gave you a family. He, he gave creation. He created everything before he even bothered to create, start creating man. That is how much provision he's made. I'll go back to what Pastor David said yesterday. God's greatest potential is in you. He's able. Absolutely able. No doubt about it. Be fully convinced about this. If it, at least be fully convinced that God will perform that which he has promised towards you. He hasn't failed anybody. When we look at Hebrews chapter 11, we see evidences. Evidences. God gave them to us so that we will be fully persuaded, fully convinced that when he promises, he delivers. And we have living proofs today. The, all, all the testimonies that have been shared on this altar is a proof that when God promises, he delivers. And he will deliver your promise in 2015. Nothing will hinder it because he is able to perform that which he promises. God is able. Absolutely able. I think it's an insult to ever think that God can do it. It takes full conviction in God's word to enjoy his promises. Full convictions in God's word to enjoy his promises. One thing I've come to realize is believers, when you come, you will encounter somebody who is fully persuaded. You have encountered somebody who has proofs. Who has, who has proofs of what he believes in. It, it, it's obvious. And Pastor made a statement. You are wondering, but I believe. Pastor made a statement yesterday that 99% of Christians are living below standard. 99% of believers are living below standard. If God said he would do it, be fully convinced. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Oh, Isaiah 50 verse 7, it said, God will help me. This is somebody who was talking out of conviction. He said, maybe God will help me. If I maybe, maybe. No, no, no. He said, God will. What's talking about God can? He said, God will help me. You have to walk in 2015 knowing that God will help you. He will. He's committed to it. Absolutely committed. God will help me. He will not disgrace me. He will not disgrace me. 
Why? So because of that, the scripture said, therefore, he said, I have set my face like a hard rock. I have set my face like a flint. I have set my face like a flint, which is a hard rock. Unmovable. Fully convinced. Fully persuaded. I have set my face like a flint. You can't move me. You can't talk me out of it. You can't convince me otherwise. I have set my face like a flint. When you're on a 100 meter line, that's not the time you'll be wondering, okay, who is passing by? Uh, oh, oh, did a gun go? Oh, did I hear it? Asking somebody, touching the person. Oh, did, did, did. Are we supposed to? No. Everybody is focused. Everybody is set. Everybody is ready. At the sound of the gun, people just, human beings be, begin to be like some strange animals. They just run. To get to the finish point, set your face. Set your face on the word of God. Make your determination that God, I'm walking with you in 2015 and nothing else. It doesn't matter how boisterous the sea looks like. I have said to your word, I'm holding on to your word. I am holding on to your word because I am fully persuaded that you have promised you are able to deliver. Amen. And it goes on further to say that, and I know that I will not be disgraced. I, I know. I know. I, I know. I know that I will not be disgraced. It's not possible for me to be disgraced if I had set my face like a flint on God's word. What do you know? He said, I know. The prophet said, I know. What do you know? They helped us. Say that it is what is happening in the secret that will determine what, what kind of the power that is behind your shout. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? What is happening in the secret will determine what is happening on the outside. I know. In Mark chapter 13, verse 31, it said, Heaven and earth shall pass away. I know that heaven and earth shall pass away, but no word of mine. Will be unaccomplished. Not one. The Luke version said, not an iota, not a jot. Every comma is necessary. Every therefore is necessary. Every but in the word is necessary. Every end. And God said, I am committed to it, seeing to it that each one of it, each dot, each comma, each word that He has spoken over your life, He said He is committed to it that even if heaven, the heavens that we know, moves. And the earth that you stand upon now, you wonder, where will I be standing? Where will I be hanging? No, even if that moves, he's committed to his word. He's committed to the performance of his word. Hallelujah. God has given a word. Know it. Some of us, we write things and we forget about them. I've encouraged people, go back to the notes you wrote. When you were in, when you were in, in the presence of God, he gave you, he gave you all kinds of words. He spoke to you concerning your future. Go back to them. Read them. Pray them into being. Work them out. Do something about it. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. Don't just receive it and close the book. That's what some of us do to the Bible. It is nice to have a nice Bible. But it is of no use to your destiny if you open it and find out what God is telling you. 
about your own life. I encourage you, 2015, pastor says, the servant of God says, bury your head in the word. Virtually is your head. Your head is buried in the word. Moving from page to page according to the directions of the Holy Spirit. And this word will become your reality. This word will become your reality in the name of Jesus. He said in Hebrews chapter 5, chapter 7, verse 25, that he's able to save to the uttermost. Completely save. Save and leave nothing out. He says that being confident of this very thing, Philippians 1, 6, that he who has begun a good work, he will perform it until the day of Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 24 says, he who calls, he is faithful, and he also will do it. This is, this, is, this is who I know. May he be your reality in the name of Jesus. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, quickly, and I run up now. I'm sure every member of Christ will know the scripture. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3 said, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. It will not lie. God doesn't lie. He doesn't. The vision is for an appointed time. In the end it will speak. It will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, and it will not tarry. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Quickly just say, Lord, I pray. Just raise your hands and say, Lord, I need you this afternoon for 2014, 2015. I pray for grace to live by faith because you have committed to deliver your word. You are able to deliver your word. I pray for grace to walk by faith and not by sight. In spite of the boisterous sea I may see around me, I pray for grace to hold on to your word and walk with you and walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. We thank God. Let's give God a big, big hand for the word he's brought to us. The just shall live by faith and not by sight. Amen. Amen. I hope you are blessed. We give God all the praise. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.